There is a dimension beyond which is known to humankind. A dimension of sound and sight of mind. A dimension intended only for mature audiences, and exists solely as a form of entertainment, without intentions of education or societal enrichment. It's, it's, a, it's a podcast. It, it's what you're listening to right now. It's a podcast. It's a podcast we call Lore Folk. Welcome back to Lorefoot, a spooky podcast where we riff on all things paranormal. I am your host, a Danvid S. Pumpkins. Get it? I know I'm not doing like a David Pumpkins-esque voice, but you get it. And I am joined, of course, by my co-host. And also a pumpkin, Maddie Barr. Maddie, you didn't even fucking try. <laughs> I'm just a pumpkin. I'm cool year round, but people only care about me at the holidays. It's rough, but you know, it's a living. It's an existentially mortifying existence for Maddie Barr, the sentient pumpkin. That's me, bringing you a super special spooky Halloween episode. Ah! Oh my God, it's Halloween. It's the 31st episode of this podcast. And it's the 31st of the spooky month. It's so good. We couldn't have planned it. And we didn't plan it. He really did not. It just sort of worked out like that. Got any uh, thoughts, feelings about this ye old Hallow's Eve? I think it's a really great Hallow's Eve to be an adult. Because I don't even want to go trick-or-treating anyway. And I couldn't if I fucking wanted to. So, booyah. If this was the Halloween where you were like, oh no, I'm too old to go trick-or-treating. That's a good thing. Pour, pour yourself up age-appropriate beverage and have some candy bada bing bada boom please don't get covid trick-or-treating it's not it's not worth it i promise aiden do you have any feelings about this hallow's eve maddie i for one uh love and appreciate the ye old hallow's eve it's a very special time but i do have some qualms oh with some of its traditions like what every year children come to your door and threaten you. And I don't appreciate that. That's not cool with you. As a society, we are not addressing the fact that every 31st of October, a group of children demand free candy, which is okay. I understand the free candy thing, but it's followed up by a threat. And we are beholden to societal norms to just laugh and give them the candy and ignore the threat. And that feels wrong to me. Aiden, do you think when kids say trick or treat, they're asking you for a treat? Otherwise, they'll trick you? Because I always thought it was trick or treat. God, please, I hope you're going to give me a treat and not trick me, an innocent child you don't know. <laughs> what? Are, when they s- Did you think? Th- do you honestly think that? No, that's not what it is. 
they're saying trick or treat like like you know are, are you gonna trick us or treat us they're not they can't be threatening me i'm an adult <laughs> <laughs> am i just now discovering this am i wrong Am I the fool? I don't know anymore. My reality has changed. I never once considered the fact that I was, as a child, pleading for my life when I went door to door. But you know what? Kind of makes sense when you think about the arrangement that we have as children, often unaccompanied, go to strangers' houses. I just feel like it would be so bold as a trick-or-treater to be like, give me candy or else... Or else what? I'm the one giving you. I have the power here. I'm trapped in here with you. Well, usually a, a TPing or egging might take place. Mm. If you're the town asshole who is not giving full-sized Snickers, you are definitely doomed to get egged. I, maybe it's, maybe, you know what? Maybe it's a two-way relationship. <laughs> we as a society, we're at, we're at a stalemate. We're at a stalemate. The adults think that they're the ones being threatened. And the kids think they're the ones who are being right. threatened. And neither of them That's are right. That's why nobody does any tricks. Because they're worried they're not allowed oh my to. God. So you know what? Go out there this all. I mean, don't, th- maybe not this Halloween. But make plans for next, next Halloween. Halloween. Make elaborate trick plans for next Halloween. <laughs> And they just go fuck somebody up, and they'll be like, and all you know what? All the other kids in the neighborhood in the cul-de-sac, right? They'll see you tricking the adults, and they'll be like, "Oh, it is us, guys! Guys, it's we're hey everybody, we're the ones who are allowed to trick people." And then it's and then it's anarchy. It's a perfect Halloween. <laughs> the seal will be broken. Exactly, and Lucifer will rise. Yes, on his blood night incredible oh god that sounds like a disaster maddie give us a question i have a fun spooky halloween question give me that fun spooky halloween question and inject it right into the cornucopia that is my mind someone said how to conserve halloween pumpkin i'd like to keep the same one around for next year thanks and that's it but my question as always there's more is it ethical to maintain a pumpkin like that for a whole year? Because to me, it seems inhumane. Like the pumpkin wasn't supposed to be existing that long. So are you allowed to maintain a pumpkin all year? And also, how would you do it, Aiden? So I assume that this question is being asked because the question asker has found or created a sentient pumpkin, right? Like, he's got a holiday friend as a sort of spooky, frosty, the snowman-esque situation. Mm-hmm. I think the lesson we could learn from Frosty was that death is inevitable <laughs> and shouldn't be prolonged. And to allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. Actively. <laughs> to actively. actively allow it to happen. Lure your multiple friends into a sauna <laughs> at the North Pole. Interesting, interesting. Let them be a puddle and they'll show up as snowflakes in the next year when you're a kid or whatever that sequel was about. So I think you should take your rotting pumpkin son and you should have a talk with him about the inevitability of death. His existence is existentially mortifying because he will only live for a series of months and he does have adult level intelligence. Yes. Yes. Did he ever get to learn to drive? No. Did he ever get to kiss somebody? No. Has he ever experienced true pleasure? No. Wait, those last two things were the same thing. You said that twice. Just just edit that out, you know. 
No, I don't think I will, Maddie, because uh, it's also important for your pumpkin son to learn that uh, romance is vacant. Mm. And love isn't real. Jeez. Okay, so alternative question. We're spilling some hard, cold facts to this dying pumpkin son. Alternative question. Obviously, ethically, no. You can't keep the pumpkin around all year. I don't care that he's sentient. Okay? We can't do it. So, Aiden, as the father of a sentient pumpkin, how do you accidentally or on purpose um kill your son do away with said pumpkin but like as you know how do you you have to frame it as an accident right so he doesn't know it's like you know you're like oh son we're going you're gonna learn how to drive finally here we go and he's like oh gee dad don't don't you have to wear a seatbelt for that and you're like not not pumpkins kiddo and then just hope he like hits a hard break and flies through the windshield like what do you do What's the plan of action here, Aiden? Because you can't keep him around all year. Gee, Dad, sure is great that you took me to the back of the woods <laughs> where no one could hear me scream. Gosh, Dad, you going to teach me how to cut down trees with that axe? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this very sweet, very sad, doomed pumpkin son. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad. I imagine, like, a pumpkin rotting if it was sentient would also just be like it ages rapidly. So like, it's probably going through the motions of existence. So it would probably be okay. To just let him, to just let him die of old age? Just let him rot and let him die of old age. But what if it's an unseasonably cold winter and he doesn't rot as fast as you're hoping and you're trying to have people over? I want to have a fucking Thanksgiving party, but I can't because my rotting pumpkin son is crawling around the house like dad. And writhing in agony. (laughs) Exactly. But I decided, no, you know what? I'm just going to let him ride it out. (laughs) Father. Unburden me from this sick life. <laughs> you need to have Bring a game plan. The salt, salt of death. How are you getting rid of your pumpkin son, Aiden? You have 10 seconds to answer. Go. Oh, no, not 10 seconds. Uh, I'm gonna. I can't. He's my boy. I can't let him go. Weak. <laughs> You're going to go through this every fucking year with your pumpkins? Am I doomed to create a new sentient pumpkin set every year? Do I have the Midas touch and I just accidentally birth one with existence? I think it's if you carve a good enough, sort of like an Animal Crossing uh, snowman. If you carve a good enough pumpkin face, then he comes to life. So just don't, car- I just don't carve a face on your pumpkin every year. Or... Just don't carve like a cute face on your pumpkin and you should be fine in theory. The only way to end this suffering is to never bring it into existence in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Only then will there be peace for you and your now dead pumpkin son. Oh my God. You know what I just realized? What? (laughs) If If you try to plant his corpse... He's just going to grow back more pumpkins. Well, this is interesting because this is sort of a group situation. Will this be the same pumpkin son or will it be like his son? Right. Exactly. And you're now a pumpkin grandpa. Oh, that's okay. So question. Because baby Groot is not the same Groot from the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he not? It's a new Groot. Oh, no, of course shit. he's not. That would make Groot's death in vain. 
Like, it wouldn't have mattered, and the emotional pathos of the moment would just be undermined. Oh, right. We know the MCU never misuses a character death. Mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. So, <laughs> MCU beef aside, question asker, you can't keep the pumpkin alive, but you do need to bury him and then immediately get back to us. And by immediately, immediately I mean 365 days from now when the pumpkin grows back. Because I want to know whose who's sentience is in this pumpkin. At that point, though, do you think the pumpkin grandson will be spiteful? Do you think he's going to be mad? <laughs> About how, like, does he have fragments of memories of a life long gone Mm. and residual hate for the way that you allowed him to pitter out and sputter on the floor crying for death and not delivering (laughs) it to him swiftly? Perhaps. So you'd have to burn the pumpkin then. If you want to get rid of it. You have to burn its corpse. Yeah, if you want to get rid of it without reburying it. Spread his ashes in the ocean. (laughs) That's his dying wish. Why are we writing a horror movie, like a horror comedy? It's just, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark, nobody take that. That's ours. That's ours. It's it's mine. I could just suddenly see the end of the movie when they were burning the corpse. And like the man holds his real actual son closer to him. (laughs) The whole time he's had a human son too. Yes. Who's just been fucking there in the background of every scene. Like, Dad, why are you putting so much emotional effort into this? I'm your actual son. And he's just like, Papa, (laughs) are we safe now, Papa? And the dad's just like, yes, British son. Yes, we are. It's over now. My pumpkin son and my British son. And then the kid turns around and faces his father. And he has the face of a pumpkin. (gasps) His face has been carved. Like that of a pumpkin, but it's still flesh. And he's a freaky flesh pumpkin boy. And he never had a son. What? That's why he was introduced right at the end. It's because he was never real. It was the pumpkin son on the log. And then we have a sequel. And then we have a franchise. And then we're media moguls. And we'll take over Hollywood. And we'll become our true capitalist selves that we were always waiting to be. Because... Capitalism is the scariest thing. When we take over Hollywood, can we change the sign so it says Halloweenwood? Yes, of course. Maddie, I need help. What What do you need help with? As we all know, the Monster Mash is a song nobody has ever heard. We've only heard a song talking about the Monster Mash, but not the actual Monster Mash itself. And I need help figuring out what the true Monster Mash is. How, how do we do it, Aiden? How do we figure it out? Well, let's think about it. It needs to be a song with a nice dance beat. You gotta be able to mash to it. Let me look up the lyrics to the Monster Mash, and that might help us with our analysis. The song goes, I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his lab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash, and then we're in the chorus. It was a graveyard smash, we all know it. From my laboratory in the castle east, to the master bedroom, where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. Alright, so first of all, it has an electronic element to it. Just a sprinkling of EDM. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included the wolfman, 
Dracula, and his son. Oh? You know what that means? What? It means the kids are into it, too. Oh, shit. It has cross-generational appeal. Very important. It is a universally acceptable song. The scene was rocking. All were digging the sounds. Igor on the chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. So now we've introduced a canon musical guest playing the Monster Mash. Wait, hold on. The Crypt Kicker Five, the band, did not start this Monster Mash. The monsters are already mashing, Maddie. So who are the Crypt Kicker Fives? They're just they're just playing music in the background. They're, it's like a dude on a on a big upright bass, and they've all got you know sunglasses on. So they have a DJ playing the Monster Mash, <laughs> and they have a band playing at the same time. That sounds like hell. That's how you get the cross generational uh, appeal. The kids are listening to the DJ version, and the adults are listening to the Crypt Kicker Five version. So it's like two distinct songs are being played at the same time. And being folded into one. Or maybe it's a like a okay. battle of the bands thing. So they're playing at the same time. Just to see. This is not fucking Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> Maddie. I was actually thinking about Guitar Hero, but yes, Scott Pilgrim also does that. <laughs> Out of his coffin, Drax's voice did sing. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to the Transylvania twist? So this song was so powerful mm. that it completely destroyed the Transylvania twist from living memory. That's a it's a dance, I assume it used to be. Yes. But this song is so catchy and so powerful that it was able to absolutely fucking body the <laughs> Transylvania twist. Yes. Now everything's cool. Drax part of the band. They've added a sixth member to the band. Maybe he's the maybe they needed a front man, and that's him. And my monster mesh is the hit of the land. For you, the living, the mesh was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. I have no clue who Boris is. This song is by Bobby Pickett. Who the fuck is Boris? I thought this was Dr. Frankenstein. Do we know Dr. Frankenstein's first or middle name? Dr. Boris Frankenstein? <laughs> Victor Von Frankenstein. Maybe Maddie. it's Victor Von Boris Frankenstein. And he leaves that out because it doesn't have the it doesn't roll off the tongue in the same way. Yeah, no, that's his nickname. His friends call him Boris. Or maybe maybe Frankenstein got into this party through a friend named Boris, and Boris told Frankenstein, "Hey, t tell him Boris sent you." So he's passing that information on for us mortal souls. So Maddie, with the information that we have gathered thus far, yes, what do you think is the real monster mash of a? pre-existing actual real song oh, okay, okay okay what do you okay. think is the monster okay, mash okay, okay oh jeez, oh jeez, oh jeez, oh jeez. i gotta think of a song aiden what do you think is the real monster mash well maddie i know the answer do you i've weighed the data and it is of course simple and clean from kingdom hearts <laughs> <laughs> is it is that the monster mash are you kidding me? It's like two songs smashed into one. It's got a dance beat. It has cross-generational appeal. It's got it all. You think those monsters aren't mashing to simple and clean? Okay, wait, I'm, gonna, I'm listening. I'm going to listen to the song for the first time in my life. 
You've never listened to Simple and Clean? I never was a Kingdom Hearts person. Simple and Clean is the way that you're making me feel tonight? It's hard to let it go? Oh, I've heard this song. Yes, yes. Yeah, you yes, know it. I yes, was like, you know yes, this song. Oh, yes. This is the, this is the, mon- definitively, this is the Monster Mash. You've done it. They did it on accident and they didn't even know. Here we are in the spooky ads. Maddie, why don't you tell people what they can do here in the spooky ads department? If you want to pay us to stop doing ads, you can. Go to, we changed our ads. They're shout outs now because it's fun and we love friendship. So go to pnnpodcast.com slash shout out and buy a personal message for a friend or an enemy or a roommate or whatever. I don't fucking care. It's your message. But go buy one and we'll say it right here for you on your favorite show, Lorefolk, and be like, hi, Joe. Happy birthday. You're so cool. And it'll fucking Sorry blow his mind. Sorry about your pumpkin son. Sorry about your pumpkin son. Yes, send a message to someone. You could send a condolence shout out because they had to kill their beautiful boy. Uh, go to pnnpodcast.com slash shout out and do that today. But until then... We're going to do our fake ads. Maddie, give us a fake ad. <laughs> An ad? An ad. It was a non-specific kind of scary voice. It was an attempt. It wasn't a good one. Anyway, move on. Happy Halloween, ghouls and goblins alike. This extra special episode of Lorefolk is sponsored by fall. The entire season. The leaves begin to change as they die. Flowers are wilting. Lost spirits leave a chill in the air, and the bodies of any animals that died in the summer are finally settling into the prime of their decay, like a fine wine. A delicious, moldy, mildew-scented wine that's full of rats and other little critters. Drink it up, people. It's the beverage of the season. Pumpkin isn't the taste of fall. Rot is. Rot and bones and blood, and maybe just a hint of cinnamon. I mean, Mother Nature's not a monster, but pumpkin flavor is overrated. Wishing you a fine fall here at Lorefolk. And if you do have a forest behind your house, maybe leave it till the spring. You're not ready to be there. Yet. Good people of All Hallows' Eve, I haven't much time. But I have vital information that could fundamentally change the fabric of society. In my investigations, I have discovered that the source of razor blades in trick-or-treaters' candy is not simply from local creeps, but local creeps who are paid off by the fire department. Think about it with your brain. For what reason would town weirdos take time to put razor blades into candy unless they were being paid off by the fire department? It's a desperate ploy to earn our community's trust. Why would they need to earn our community's trust? I don't know. Their sinister machinations are too grand for me to understand. But I do know this. Fire isn't real! This broadcast has been terminated by the Firefighters Guild of America.
time to talk about the origins of Halloween. For it is history time! History time. Ring ding ding. We did it once before, I think. <laughs> it's the one where we talked about the ebony sky triangle. Yes. Whatever that bit was. We've done so many historical things since then, but have we qualified them as a part of this bit? No. Is it an official segment? I don't know. Our thing is pretty loosey fucking goosey. It's a ramshackle operation here at Lorefolk. We just burst through the gates with some nonsense, and that's how we operate. But now it's history time. Maddie, are you aware of the origins of Old Hallow's Eve? Mm, I have a basic knowledge of trickery and uh, youthful being annoying. But please enlighten me, Aiden. This comes from history.com. And if you know anything about the History Channel, never listen to a fucking word it says <laughs> in the past, like, 20 years or so. Because it's all a lot of bullshit that we make fun of on this show. But it is our source for this uh, little segment. It's a redemption arc. But only for this episode. As celebration for Halloween, we are allowing History Channel to make one act of redemption. At the end, we will weigh their soul and see if they are worthy of it. Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st. We know this, History.com! Fucking, you think I'm a child? Not going well with your redemption audition <laughs> off the Strike bat. Strike one, History Channel. And Halloween 2020 will occur on Saturday, October 31st. Fucking, we know! This is bullshit already. Is that strike two? Should I should I write strike two? That's strike okay. two. That's two strike strikes. two. Halloween channel. The tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, which I am probably pronouncing wrong, and I am terribly sorry. When people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the eighth century, Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to honor all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was known as All Hallows' Eve, and later, Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festive gatherings, and donning costumes and eating treats. That's strike three. We know this shit. Oh, that, uh, strike three, Halloween channel. History channel. There you go. It's a shit. Strike strike one, Maddie. Strike three, history channel. <laughs> there you go. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest, and the beginning of a dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future for a people entirely dependent on the volatile nature of the natural world. These prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the event, druids built huge, sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. That's fun. It's a fun little rave that they're having. They sprinkle a little bit of Groundhog Day in there, with the whole predicting the seasons and all that. I appreciate that. I think we should bring this back. Yeah? 
this whole this whole festival. I think it's time we went back to the old ways. No more candy. Forget this trick-or-treaters, ghostbusters watching nonsense. Let's go back to the old ways where we could get clairvoyance from burning animals. How am I supposed to know what to do with the rest of my year if we don't do Halloween the old-fashioned way? I'm just, I'm shooting in the dark and I hate it. Would it be a bad idea if one of the, since to sort of tie it into our modern traditions so that people aren't too uncomfortable, would it be a bad idea if one of the animals that we burned is the groundhog from Groundhog Day? Yes or no on that one? Because I feel like people like him. <laughs> so we should burn him. Why would we? Cause we're, oh, because Puxatani Phil has clairvoyance and he's often withholding yes. Yes. information from us out of spite for the yes, sun. That's what I was saying. Yes, exactly. But I'm saying that be, so that people so people can get on board, right? The first year, maybe should we do sort of a Groundhog Day tie-in? But then we could only do it once because we would burn him, and I feel like maybe that's not my best idea, right? Well, here's the thing: we can do that eventually, but we have to like market this and get people on board. How would we get society, society, Soci- we live on in a society. board? <laughs> we live in a society. Welcome to society, folks. <laughs> Uh, how would we get people on board? That's our new... Hold on. Welcome hold to on. society, I can't folk. believe I almost just walked past <laughs> that little tidbit right there. Maddie, we should do a podcast where we talk only like Heath Ledger's The Joker <laughs> and go on deranged rants. You know what? Devoid of the fucking voice, we're already kind of there. Society folk is just when we film an episode of Lower Folk, but we both happen to be wearing a fedora at the same time without coordinating. <laughs> Welcome to society, folk. I see you're tweeting about capitalism on your iPhone. Hmm. How does it feel to be a sheep? Hmm. How does it feel like to be a part of a society? Commentating on society. Unlike me, who doesn't exist in a society. So if, we're go- so if we got our Joker face paint on, and we're sitting in front of a big board of rich people at a gala that we have just crashed... Mm-hmm. How do we convince them to adopt all Hallow's Eve traditions? I think we should call it Halloween 2, just because that's fun, right? Yes, why did, exactly. Why I did you build hilarious. a second Krusty Krab right next to the original? Or, or how about, hold on, take it back a step, Halloween 1 and a half. Ooh, that's good. That's because good. Because it's a retread of the original. It's a re- We're bringing it back. It's a remake. It's trendy for the kids, nostalgia. Yes, I love it. Yeah, we should go with nostalgia, first of all, because people are really into that right now. Maybe a Stranger Things tie-in. I know that's not the same uh, period of time. But... Yeah, we get some big guest stars. We get Finn Wolfhard to get on board with it. Maybe David Harbour. Jamie Lee Curtis might be up for it. She uh, seems like she might be into something fun like this. I think we have to break down exactly what it is we would be doing on this holiday. To pitch it, right? Because Halloween is trick-or-treating candy. So it's two things, basically, right? Trick-or-treating candy, maybe a ha- mm-hmm. maybe a haunted house. So what on Halloween one and a half, what do you do as a regular run-of-the-mill Halloween person? Well, what we could do is we can keep all of the regular Halloween traditions, but also we kill a bunch of animals and we wear their skin and we burn the rest of their corpses. Got it, got it. And we see into the That's future. Good. So maybe we can replace. So we'll we'll sort of mesh them together. We'll replace pumpkin carving with animal murdering and carving, and costume wearing will be replaced with 
just wearing the skins of the animals that you previously killed in step one. <laughs> you have to kill and skin the character that you want to wear. If you want to dress as Jimmy Neutron, you have to find the boy genius in the real world, either create him or find the true secret Jimmy Neutron who does exist, I know he's real, and you have to skin him alive and wear it. Kermit the Frog. There's a manhunt for Ker- a frog hunt out for Kermit, <laughs> a highly coveted Halloween one and a half costume. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's the purge. It's Groundhog Day. It's Halloween one and a half. It's the perfect holiday. It's everything. <laughs> and what we could do to get these uh, big, shadowy, uh, evil, rich people up on our uh, scheme is we can offer them the clairvoyance. Oh. They want to know how their stocks are going to be looking so they can make the best business That's decisions. True. Well, rich people kill animals and skin them all the time. That's like a Tuesday for them. They hunt people exactly. for sport every day. So this won't phase them at all. I'm not worried about putting them off. So we're giving them like lottery numbers and and what stocks to buy and, you know, who's going to win the Sports what thing. trends to immediately follow yeah. up on before they ever right. even flared pants are coming back, so avoid that because it's going to look dumb still. All that stuff, and you know, in true Joker fashion, <laughs> when they inevitably say no, because we're going to want to keep the rights to the name Halloween One and a Half. What we do is we take all of the rich people and we light them on fire. It'll be a big fire, and it'll send a message to society. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> That'll show them. And then we'll start, like, an uprising, and then the plot of the film Joker will happen. That's the thing about Halloween one and a half, is it's everything that you listed prior. Groundhog's Day, whatever. I wasn't paying attention. You think I listened to my own podcast? You're a fucking moron. And... It's that one scene from that one Batman movie with Heath Ledger, whatever of the three it was, and the plot of Joker. But just like the last like act. And yes, I did specifically construct that sentence to piss off as many DC fans <laughs> as possible. It's that one, the one with Heath Ledger, what whatever. It, I don't care. I know a DC fan out there who's going to try and be Aiden for Halloween one and a half this year. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna hunt me for sport. Oh god. So cool. So we uh we lay out the plans, we burn the rich people, we descend into chaos for one night, and the next year, because all the first version of a of a holiday is always kind of buck wild, right? That very first time you do it. And then then in the following years it, it it'll get more and more mellow until it's sort of back to the level that we're at with Halloween now. And then two other clowns like 50 years from now can have their dumb podcast and be like, ha ha, let's fix the holiday. More murder, please. And I mean, it won't be as funny as this because obviously this is hilarious. You know, my sides are splitting right now because I'm laughing so hard because of society or whatever. But, you know, they, they'll they'll give it a good run to bring back Halloween one and a half. And as they refine the holiday down to its base elements, I think they'll stop burning Puxatani Phil and his family. And they'll probably just keep the burning rich people part, which is all that I care that they keep yeah, that's at this good. point. That's the most important part of the holiday for me. I have a question from Yahoo Answers user Michelle, who asks, I just saw a commercial where Casper the ghost is eating. 
I could not see his food going down. Is that the whole question? That's the whole question. Well, that's not actually true. The other part is, do ghosts wear clothes? But we've answered that before on this show. You find the episode. I don't know you which one You could say that in. part of the question is, old hat. Because <laughs> clothes. The fuck is that <laughs> joke, Maddie? Hold on, hold on. What was well, that? Let me see when... Break down when your process for okay, me right now. something uh, is, is out of fashion or you've already done it or, you know, been there, done that, you could say it's old hat. But hats are also a piece of clothing. And you see the question was, do ghosts wear clothing? So my brilliant mind strung together those two uh, thoughts that said clothing and clothing. And then I made an old hat joke. Now, I know your feeble mind can't handle that. <laughs> but believe me, the other 5,000 IQ people out there in the audience are just having a, a hearty chuckle right now. <laughs> Manny, why can't I see? Why can I not see Casper digest and pass food? Maybe his stomach died with him. And his stomach is a separate ghost entity somewhere else where the food's being teleported and it just at that moment they filmed the commercial they thought you know what i i know your stomach's floating this in there decent. but this is kind of gross for the kids to see so can you just put your stomach in another room or something every single organ that you had when you died becomes a ghost with you and you gain full control can you imagine <laughs> being in a haunted house <laughs> and turning a corner and there's just a fucking just spleen floating spleen. there. <laughs> just a ghost spleen. Horrifying. And being provided no context whatsoever. Honey, what's in that next room? I don't I don't know. It's just kidneys. I don't understand. <laughs> Someone's liver is in the bathroom. It's like a larynx. This is why ghosts are so good at haunting is they can go to the bathroom at the same time that they're doing a haunting because they're just going in to the bathroom in another room. They're always on the ready for the haunt. Just leave your stomach and all the muscles and, and organs required to go to the bathroom in another room at all times and just have that constantly running in the background. This is a horrifying <laughs> mental image. Just a string apart. And it's also the mo one of the most upsetting <laughs> things we've said on this podcast in which an episode where we did talk about putting down your pumpkin son like the dog true. that you he know, is. You know, I haven't actually seen the movie Midsummer, but I know that there's a part where someone's organs are sort of uh, taken out of the beautiful warm confines of their body. And I assume it's a little bit like that, right? Where they're all just sort of around you, but not actually inside of you. But it's Casper, so it's cute. <laughs> Do you like it? I made it. It's me, Casper. Look at me. I'm juggling arteries. Woo. Like what I did with my organs? I'll do it to you next. I don't know why this is the voice we gave Casper. I don't fucking know what Casper sounds like. I don't Casper remember. is Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry the Casper Guy. I don't care who you're murdering. That's funny. If someone uh, had a kidney removed, then as a ghost, you could come in and, and put your kidney there and be like, Ah, Joe, it's me, your kidney. I'm haunting you. So if you, like, lose a kidney, and does it die separately? Like, when you die, will you suddenly be reunited with your kidney? Yeah, I guess. When you make it to heaven and you meet St. Peter, is your kidney listed, listed specifically different from you on that list of his? 
What if your kidney got into heaven and you didn't? Your kidney was putting in the fucking work. Your kidney did everything right, but you were a clown. <laughs> you did a bunch of dumb shit, so you're going to be in hell. Does that mean that like everybody who... So heaven is just full of, of organs that did their job. So like everyone's heart who didn't have a heart attack or like alcoholic people's livers. What is the morality of an organ? All right. That's the end of the episode. Did you like it? If you didn't, don't tell me. It'll break my heart. Are you having a good Halloween? And when that'll cause my heart to die and it'll go to heaven without me because I'll be weighed down by my mortal sins. If you like what you heard, please consider uh, sharing this with your friends. We are but babes in the woods. And uh, we would really appreciate all that word of mouth good stuff. Uh, If you have a question or something you'd like to submit to us then get us to talk about, you can send that over to lorefolksubmissions at gmail.com. Just make sure you include your name and pronouns when you do so. Also, since this is releasing on the 31st, go and fucking follow the Twitter account for Moon's Full RJ. Every single full moon, that Twitter account is going to post the clip from 2006's Over the Hedge, in which Vincent the Bear eats the moon when it is full. Also, go check out the video that spawned that Twitter account. Uh, We did a horror tier list for Halloween. It was very fun. I worked very hard on it. And we also have an Animal Crossing YouTube video where we did a little Halloween competition of haunted houses and costumes and such. And also, my town almost got deleted. It was a very stressful time for me. It was a competition, and we don't know who won. So go comment uh, who, who won, I guess. I have a story for everyone still listening. If you wanted to click off the episode now, feel free. But I have something that's very important to me deeply because it relates to the 12-foot skeleton decoration that they sold at Home Depot this year. If you haven't heard of it, it's literally a, t- a skeleton that's 12 feet tall that's like made of metal and you put it together and you put it in front of your house. And I think it's supposed to just be for Home Depot like to display in in the store or in the outside, but people caught wind of it and decided to just start fucking buying them and putting them in front of their like suburban homes where the skeleton is like the same size as the fucking house. So I wanted to purchase one of these for my house where I live, but they were sold out uh, everywhere within a hundred miles of my house. But when I was looking for the skeleton, trying to convince my mother to purchase it, that it was a good idea, uh, I came across a review for this glorious item. And this review is such a fucking journey that I thought I would read it here now for everybody to listen to. So please enjoy the uh, the Holiday Decorators review. Score! One single skeleton, hundreds of calls, and I won the race. <clears throat> After the events of this 2020, this has been the most exciting and welcomed adventure. It began at the beginning of September, when I learned that the 12-foot skeleton was flying off the shelves and that stock was limited. Even before the viral TikTok of one of those beasts on top of a car, I knew I had to have one. But where could I get it? Home Depot was sold out online, and every store in Ohio, it would seem, had no inventory. I kept my hopes up and checked every single day on the off chance they get a return or a miracle happened where a store near me got more in stock. 
Then came Skeleday! On Monday, September 28th, 2020, a mysterious thing happened. A store in Pequa, Ohio, sorry if I said that wrong, started showing limited stock, question mark? After working for some time in retail, I knew that meant very little. All it takes is for a misscan or a misprinted sticker during a truck shipment to cause these often phantom updates. But I kept my hopes alive. The second the store opened that morning, I called and talked with a helpful associate. She stated that they had sold out many moons ago, and most likely it was some error. I felt so down at that moment, but I did not throw in the bone just yet. I decided to call again about an hour later and spoke to a manager to see if they could maybe track down the last scan of this item. The manager, who was helpful, told me that they had a truck sitting in the dock with a Halloween decoration on board, but they had no way of knowing yet if the skeleton was on board. He told me that they would probably get the truck unloaded within the next couple hours and that I could either and that I could either look online to see if the website would let me order it for store pickup, or I could stop in the store and see after they unload the truck if one had arrived. I was feeling a little uneasy at this point, telling myself that this is limited stock, it's just an error, so I struggled to decide if I wanted to drive over an hour away on the off chance that one arrived. I pondered this for about a minute and said to myself, I'm going! I started my journey, thinking it was all for nothing. Then my phone rang. It was Home Depot! The manager said they had unloaded the truck and that it was confirmed. One skeleton had arrived! He went on to say that he could not hold it for me and that they had received that morning alone over two dozen calls about it. It was first come, first serve. My car started going amazingly fast at that point. It was still over an hour away. Yakety sack started playing in my head and my nerves almost pulled away from my bones. My gas tank had been on empty for 30 plus miles. No time to get gas now. Five minutes away, I could not take it anymore. I called Home Depot again. They told me they still had it and nobody else had arrived yet. I zigged and zagged my way into the parking lot, pulling in a spot like I owned a fucking Lambo and I did not want my car scratched. I sprinted into the store. The customer service associate already had it pulled up on the point of sales and the pallet was being wheeled down the aisle. I fumbled with my card. The card did not want to come out of my wallet. I took a quick glance around, glad to see that I'm still the first one. My card slides in and beep, I'm now the proud owner of the 12-foot skeleton. My hand is shaking and I noticed that another associate is answering a ton of calls in the background. He kept saying, no, we just sold it repeatedly. Dozens of calls came in while I was paying for it. One lady on the road traveling from Cincinnati, one guy from Columbus, and someone from Indiana. They told me that they took over 50 messages from the night before asking about the skeleton. So you see, I truly won this battle, and I feel so victorious. Then I took a look at this giant, magnificent box and realized, how am I getting this giant thing home? Who cares, I thought. I won. What a glorious tale of woe. (laughs) And giant skeleton. Holy shit. A fucking journey. And when I tell you I read this and I was like, this must be shared with the world. The people have to know. Who wrote this? Whose it's, name is attached to this? They the must be The reviewer heard. on the Home Depot website is just called The Holiday Decorator. So the review is from September. The Holiday Decorator. You are truly a legend and an inspiration to all of us celebrating Halloween. He gave one it a, a five stars and a five on quality and value. And the uh, that review was written on September 30th. So if you're actually on the Home Depot website trying to find it, that, that's when it was. But holy shit, dude. <laughs> that's what you have to go through for a 12-foot skeleton. And with that, we leave you on this old Hallow's Eve night. Ooh, go burn rich people. Yay!
<laughs> Burn rich people, my pretties! <laughs>